listening to All Things Therapy with Lisa Tahir, only on L.A. Talk Radio. Hello there. Welcome to you. This is All Things Therapy, and I am Lisa Tahir, your host. I hope that you're well wherever you are watching or listening from. You know, I wanted to share a little bit of what is going on right now where I am in my life. I'm in New Orleans, Louisiana. You may know that it's Mardi Gras season, and we have not had Mardi Gras in the past two years due to the pandemic. And I just feel the excitement in the, in the air as well as in my own body. And I certainly wanted to do my show since I have a really great guest coming to you in a few minutes. She's going to talk to us about consciousness what it is. She's also a host of a TV program. And, you know, I want to take this time out before I go meet my family. And some of you might have heard a show I did with my father last year. My father is 84 years old, and he is more excited today to meet the family on the streets of New Orleans on the parade route than he is to to come to Christmas dinner. So it's really just exciting for me to see and hear in my dad's voice, this excitement, even at 84, you know, it really goes to show age only being a number. And it's, it's what you've cultivated through your words, your actions and your belief system that really makes you who you are as we get older chronologically, but yet really young at heart. So after this show, I am going to meet my dad and I interviewed him about his life. He came to America in his 20s with $20 in his pocket. He got a scholarship to medical school from Pakistan, the country where he was born into poverty. He walked a mile to the nearest train station that had electricity to even be able to study for this entrance exam, which he was awarded the one full scholarship in his village. And since then, he has brought all of his eight siblings to America, set them up in businesses. Talk about a way shower, like someone who really changed the trajectory of the lineage of his entire family. And that's who I come from. And certainly I have been compelled by his example to do things like this show where we are changing consciousness one conversation at a time, as well as through my book endorsed by his holiness, the 14th Dalai Lama called the Chiron Effect, available everywhere books are sold. And I just want to ask you to take some time out to really sit with yourself and ask, what are the things you really want to achieve in your lifetime. And even if they feel or are in this moment so out of reach, take a moment to write them down, all of them, as many as come to mind, and start to notice the way the universe is going to bring conversations and people and cooperative components and ideas, because I know we can actually really do the things in our life we want when we ground ourselves in impossibility and really believing that we can become who it is we need to be to manifest our vision. And before I introduce my guest, I want to really give a big thank you to my sponsor. BetterHelp.com has been a long-standing sponsor of All Things Therapy. And this month, they want to remind you to take care of the most important relationship that you have. And that's the one with yourself. Whether it's going to the gym and physical fitness, 
emotional health and well-being are just as important to live a full and happy life. And as my sponsor, they are an online therapy platform offering both video, phone, and even live chat sessions in case you don't want to be on camera with a licensed practitioner in every state. You can connect with the therapist in under 48 hours. And as my listener, they are giving you 10% off your first month to try them out. For more information, go to betterhelp.com forward slash ATT. That is spelled B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P.com forward slash ATT. And if you like what you've been hearing on my show, seeing on my show, please go to iTunes and give All Things Therapy a written review and star rating. Become my patron at Patreon as well. Patreon.com forward slash All Things Therapy. And with that, I just encourage you to take that time out to identify what you most want out of your life, write it down, and start noticing what happens as a result. In that vein, my guest is a really powerful teacher, speaker, and author. We are with Jennifer Hill. She is the host of Conversations for Consciousness. She is the co-founder of Ohm Heals a company that matches you with energy medicine practitioners of all types. We'll be talking about that today, as well as she is the host of Metaphysics TV and Awake TV Network. She's interviewed individuals like Deepak Chopra, Bruce Lipton, whose work I really love. Jennifer Hill herself is an author and speaker. She's been featured on BBC News, ABC, Fox, e-news, and elsewhere. Welcome, Jennifer. Hmm. Thank you so much, Lisa. It's such a pleasure to be here with you today on LA Talk Radio, and I love your sponsors, what they do. I can't wait to check them out after the show. It sounds amazing. Thank you. I appreciate that. And it's really good to have you with me. I was on your show recently, and here you are on mine. And I'm, I'm really excited to dig in with you on some of the things I learned about you conversations for consciousness. I wondered if you can define for us, if you want to start here, if not, whatever comes up for you, what is consciousness? Great question, Lisa. So consciousness is that impermeable thing, that thing that connects us all to one another and to basically ourselves you might want to say it's the language of the soul. I don't know where that just came from. That just came out as I said it. Uh, So what consciousness is, it's that thing that allows us to connect to the invisible, to the unseen. And the more that we deepen and connect our own consciousness, the more that we can do things. In one of my books, I talk about something called soul talking, where we're able to listen so deeply and profoundly that we can actually tap into the consciousness of another human being. Mm -hmm. And we could really prevent so much heartache and pain, whether it's with a friend, a loved one, a colleague, if we just paused and we tapped into our consciousness and the consciousness of another person before we spoke. Mm. You know, I love where you're going with this because it's something that's become apparent to me in my life that we can attune. I think of it as attunement. Mm. And for me, it's in my heart space. When I Mm. think of another specific person or an idea, a thought, I, I 
feel like it's our heart space that really resonates with the universe and with inferring information that's available to us at all times. I'm wondering if that's been true for you and how you receive this kind Mm -hmm. of information. Yes. I love that you brought that up. It was years ago, my business coach, shout out to Julian Adler, who helped me basically build and sell my first company. He, I'll never forget Lisa, the first time Julian, we were on a coaching call on a Monday night and he says, Jen, I'm going to teach you how to listen to your heart. I was like, no, you're not. I was like, okay, I was always kind of relatively spiritual, but that just seemed too far-fetched for my imagination. So over the course of about five or six years, he did teach me how to listen deeply to my heart and then utilizing some of Julian's techniques, the Kabbalah Center's techniques, and many other wonderful spiritual disciplines, I was able to deepen my connection with my own heart. And to your point, when I talk about soul talking, you almost imagine reaching out from my heart to Lisa's heart, Mm -hmm. or my heart to somebody, one of you out there who's tuning in right now. And when we do that, our heart has its own intelligence. I've been fortunate enough to host a series of shows for HeartMath and their big conference and to do a lot of work. I'm actually in a class with them right now that I love. And it's so profound to understand that our heart has its own intelligence. It has its own short-term, long-term memory, neurons, and that mm-hmm. most of the information that goes to our brain comes via our heart. So to your point, Lisa, the more we deepen our connection with our heart, the more we deepen our connection to the self and to the other. You know, I feel that as you're speaking to harmonize our Mm -hmm. hearts with that, which we desire to connect with, again, be it a person and experience the world, you know, sending that to a place in distress like Ukraine, you know, to really harmonize our you know, because I've heard it be energy. And when I started to realize that energy resonating from the heart, it felt more approachable and kind of easy to make this a practice in meditation. Mm, yes, I, I love it. There's a uh, heart focused breathing is a popular technique with heart math. And yeah. I first got, have you done it? Oh, I love it. They teach yeah. it to first responders, nurses, doctors. And I actually just had COVID all weekend and the global launch of Om Heal. So I did 12 hours of live shows around the world in collaboration with the Global Coherence Pulse and the Global Peace Tribe. And I was literally hosting shows at 2 a.m., 3 a.m., 5 a.m. my time in Portugal. And the only thing that got me through that weekend was just my own spiritual practices and heart-focused breathing. I was just like, okay, breathe through this. I found out I had COVID Thursday and our first shows were on Friday. So I'm like, okay, you know, this is exactly how it's meant to be. <laughs> okay, that's intense and awesome. Can we can we segue a bit into Ohm Heals? I know you're the co-founder and tell us about this global launch. Yes, uh, I'm so thankful. My incredible co-founder and business partner, Moon Cho, who's a YouTube influencer with a health and wellness channel. We came together actually during the pandemic at a meditation retreat. And I was, I had just sold my first company and I was just kind of having fun, playing around in Paris, going on five-hour croissant (laughs) hunts every day. And the last thing I was ever thinking of was building another company. In fact, I had sworn it off, quite frankly. Frankly, I said, I, you know, that thing you say, I will never do that again. Mm. (laughs) And the universe had other plans. So through a series of synchronicities, Moon and I came together and my passion and Moon's passion is that every human being on the planet has access to the wholeness and health 
that gets reflected back to us. Because sometimes we forget, Lisa, that we are whole and healthy. And that is where any sort of therapeutic relationship comes in, be it an energy healer, a traditional therapist. And one of the things that is missing most for people is to find that good therapeutic relationship. So what we did is we took my natural intuition. I've been very blessed that I built my first recruiting company utilizing the power of intuition and organically knowing how person A would match with person B. And we created a mathematical formula and algorithm that now people can go to om-heals.com and it's completely free to get matched. You can go through this series of questions and kind of find out who it is you match with. And within three to 5% variability, we've been able to match people across four quadrants which has been astounding for people. One gentleman who is a veteran who used our services said, Jen, I want you to know I went through 30 years of therapy every single week going through, you know, for anxiety and depression and anger. And he said this one hour session made all the difference. And that's what's missing is a lot of us give up on healing ourselves because Mm -hmm. We don't have the tools and then we try to find a therapist. I know I've gone through that in my life, uh, whether it's energy medicine or traditional therapy, and you get burned because you say, oh, that person doesn't get me. And using this algorithm, we've been able to find a very synchronistic formula that actually matches people easily and effortlessly. And it's actually been suggested to us that we license and apply this to normal therapists as well as the energy medicine, which is our passion project. Okay. I think this is awesome. And you're bringing up something that I love about today's time, and it's healing being so accessible because of this information age that we're in. And for anyone listening or watching that has had that experience of a therapist, it was a misattunement, you didn't feel like they listened to you or they flat out didn't or spoke about themselves. I've been a therapist 22 years. I've heard all of it. And there are practitioners like that, but there are others that are awesome. And I encourage you to keep trying to really, you know, again, ask for that universal help and and assistance to align you with the right practitioner for you. And if I'm remembering correctly, Jennifer, is it om heals dot com? That's the website yes, of your company? Exactly correct, yes. Okay. Because it's so important to have a therapist that you feel like you relate to. And sometimes it takes seeing more than one, just like finding friends where you fit or a partner, you know, sometime it might be that first practitioner, but other times it might not be. So, so try not to lose hope. And it sounds like what you're doing with Ohm Heals is really healing. Uh, energy medicine or therapy. That's why this weekend and why I still did the weekend, despite being completely sick with COVID yeah. was, the theme was healing from the inside out. And the idea was to give people a 360 degree view of all all of the ways that we can heal ourselves, ranging from meditation, personal development. And so people, there's an opportunity for each of you to figure out just like a coat to try on these different modalities. And and the analogy I'd used during the show is I said, you know, it's kind of like Batman. So Batman may be a superhero, but he's not superhuman. What has him have these superhero characteristics is his trusty bat belt. So if he finds himself free falling, 
And, you know, we might not find ourselves free falling, hopefully not off the side of a building, but we have these emotional free falls. What we want is that every human being has tools in your super bat belt, you know, to boom, get you back onto solid ground and footing. And I think that's the only thing that differentiates somebody like Deepak Chopra from the average person is just how many tools that you have in your bat belt when you're going through a struggle or a hard time and how resilient you can be and having resilience consciousness in the face of no matter what it is that you might be up against. Absolutely. Yes, Jennifer. And the more tools we have, because every day we're different and you might not want or feel like that thing that worked yesterday is working right now in this moment. So the more that you know, the more you can bring yourself to and 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 utilize just the easier the process will be. And it doesn't mean I get asked a lot, Lisa, you know, once you implement, you know, some deep healing and compassion, self-forgiveness, et cetera, like I talk about in my work, does that mean you're just never going to have a problem again? And, and, you know, I know you're laughing because certainly that's not the case. And I think life wants to show us how much we've grown continually. So sometime that same kind of thing or experience might come up in a different way for us to see our growth and progress. Like, oh my gosh, I didn't send the same kind of text I did last year. Like I'm able to sit back and respond instead of react. You know, and life really wants us to cheer ourselves on in these moments. And I'm curious if you found that to be true for yourself. Yeah, absolutely. It's that's. I have to be honest. I know having been on the station before, we're going to say I was a recovering jerk, Lisa, to put it politely. So people think that I was always a spiritual being. And there was a period between probably 16 to 30. I'm going to extend it longer than I normally would, where I was less than kind to others and myself. Mm -hmm. And I I think you hit on such a great point. It's that moment where we want to send that email or yell at somebody or get frustrated. And there's two aspects of it, to me at least. One of those aspects is, do we choose a different response? And then the other one is sometimes we might still choose the original response. We might still send a nasty text or an email or be reactive. And then the second option, though, is how quickly can we be resilient after we've made a mistake instead of shaming ourselves, shaming another, blaming ourselves, feeling guilt? How quickly can we bounce back from that? It's Mm -hmm. it's not about perfection. It's about having greater compassion for ourselves and for others and knowing that every one of us is doing the best we can in every moment. And so is everyone else. Absolutely. Yes. And what you are speaking about right now, Jennifer, is leading me to bring up something I found in your work, I think on your blog, having to do with, and I wanted to ask you about this. So you talk about... And, and I'm a big expresser as well about this theme around our words, creating our world. Mm-hmm. And the thing that kind of got my attention to talk to you about is, can you speak to us about the role? There's our outer voice that we speak mm-hmm. to others, that we say out loud. And then there's that inner voice in our own head. And so can you talk to us about creating our world, the role of that inner voice we keep to ourselves and creating our world versus the outer voice that we speak to others because they can be different sometimes. Absolutely. A a lot of us don't realize we might've gone through a verbally abusive childhood or whatever it might be. And until we begin to bring conscious awareness, it's a term that my dear friend and co-collaborator, Arthur Samuel Joseph created, and he taught me about years ago. He's a prolific 
big vocal coach who's trained Tony Robbins and many other thought leaders. And what Arthur taught me in one of his modules is to bring conscious awareness. When we bring our conscious awareness, we're unconscious. Sometimes we might have awareness of, oh, shoot, I was just kind of said something mean about myself, like, oh, I'm so stupid, or I may have said that to another person. However, that's easier to pay attention to than the unconscious dialogue constantly running in the back of our heads. And so you can't begin to reprogram loving, kind dialogue with yourself until you first deal with what's so. What is the running narrative? What is that little voice inside your head saying, you suck, you're not worth it, you're never going to amount to anything? And until you can actually, one of my other friends, Mark Golston, brilliant thought leader and wonderful guy, he taught me one day when we were in therapy, uh, totally changed my life. He said, Jen, you know, if you do ever notice that you're saying and going through that inner monologue of beating yourself up, you literally want to envision somebody you love. In my case, it's Mark because he's a dear friend. Envision that person's voice saying, stop it, and then redirect. You actually want to think those words. Imagine somebody you love or respect saying, stop it and redirect. So when we begin to bring our conscious awareness and attention to this inner monologue that we're running at all times, it's from that place that we can then begin to take action towards fulfilling our dreams, towards receiving our soulmate, and to begin to cherish ourselves because nobody else is going to be willing to cherish you until you first cherish yourself. So it's about that inner dialogue first and foremost, really shaping it and cultivating it, coaching that voice inside of us to be more supportive, I hear you saying, and loving and understanding and and such. Is that accurate? Absolutely. And I will say as though as much as that there is some difference in what's going on internally versus externally, there is still a reflection that a lot of us are unconscious to of how that does show up in our dialogues with one another. So one of my favorite things that I encourage people to do is to have an accountability buddy. And that person, it could be a friend, it might be your dad, it might be whomever it is for you. And that person's job is to listen for your greatness and to listen and share with them whatever it is you're committed to in life and they get to call you out on it. So if I you like say, that. yeah, exactly. If you say, for example, oh, I'm so stupid, your accountability buddy would lovingly nudge you and say, oh, Jen, I don't know if you just said that or Lisa, I don't know if you just realized you said yeah. that. And then bring your awareness to it because as we also share, our external dialogue, that in turn also has an impact on our internal dialogue. Absolutely. I love that you highlighted that. Thank you. Yeah, of course. You know, I also saw in your work that really struck me where you had interviewed, as did I, Gary Douglas of Access Consciousness. Love Gary and Dane Dane here and all of those individuals. What I wrote down that stood out, because this statement, these statements often, they're phrased in a way that's a little different. And I think it it jolts our mind to start seeing things differently in in a really helpful way. And the question is, how does it get any better than this? Can you talk to us about about applying that in our lives? Because I've been trying that out this week. Like, okay, you know, how does it get any better than this? And I'd like to hear more from you about that. 
Yeah, I, I will always remember the moment that Gary shared that story with me actually right here on LA Talk Radio in, it was July of 2017. And I can tell you the exact day and time it was because shortly after that, one month to the day after playing that game, I was not looking to sell my company. I was I was very happy to sell it. Somebody offered to buy my company out of the blue after wow. only one month of playing that game every day. Oh my gosh. It was amazing. Friends of mine and I started putting it on our phones as memes and everybody. I teach it to my Uber drivers. So years ago, <laughs> Gary had taught me this game. We were in a show just like this. And Gary shared, he said, Jen, the way the brain works is that moment by moment by moment, our brain is processing billions, with a B, bits of information. Now, again, any neuroscientist can tell you this, quantum physicist. And however, though, our conscious brain is only paying attention to between 50 to 120 bits of information at a conscious level out of all of those billions of bits of information. So the question then becomes, what the heck is doing the choosing of those 50 bits rather than the other 1,299,000,000 bits of information we could be choosing? Yeah. And it's perspective. So if we go around and we say, oh, it's so hard, it's not fair, our brain, we are teaching it mm. to then look for the next thing that's not fair. And so Gary gave a great example on the show that I'll share with you. He said, you know, Jennifer, there was once a woman in my class in New York, and it was a hot summer day, and she had just learned the how does it get any better than this technique. So she walks out of the building, and it's like a hot, sticky New York day, and she comes upon a dime on the ground on a dirty New York street. Okay. So passing it by, she just learned this game. She picks it up and yelps with delight, how does it get any better than this, and sticks the dime in her pocket and keeps wow. walking. So she walks about another 100 feet or so, and out of the blue, sitting on the floor is a crumpled up $10 bill. And she's like, what? How does it get any better than this? So again, her brain is now starting to attune with yeah. this. She up the $10 bill and again, continues walking. Well, now it dawns on her. She doesn't have to take the subway or walk home. She now has $10 and could get a cab. So wow. she puts her hand up. And if you've ever been in New York, you know, it's quite an endeavor to get a cab. And boom, cab comes right away. Again, she says, how does it get any better than this? And here's where the story gets great, Lisa. So the cab drops her off in front of her house. She gets out of the cab and says to herself, how does it get any better than this? And finds a diamond tennis bracelet on the sidewalk with no one around to claim it. And again, of course, says, how does it get any better than this? So I love to share that story. I heart Dane and Gary. They're brilliant, brilliant thought leaders from Access Consciousness. And that story definitely changed my life because when I'm bringing that conscious awareness to playing how does it get better than this, I am actively participating in directing those 50 to 120 bits of positive you know, intention towards my next action and my next thought moment by moment. You know, and this is where it's at in creating life, exactly what you're talking about right now in that moment and that moment. And we do business with thoughts only. It's one of my favorite phrases from a book I read daily called the master key system that we Mm -hmm. do business with thoughts only. And the only person we need to convince is ourselves like deep, deep down And I love just that, how does it get any better than this? I'm going to use that and follow up and let you know what happens because I felt like such an aha there in reading Mm -hmm. that on your blog. 
Yeah, thank you. I mean, again, I'm deeply, profoundly grateful to Gary for teaching me that. And and again, the more you begin to play, notice that there's a lot of play and fun. It's not something to make yourself wrong. If you go a week without playing, how does Gabe end this? Then you can resume and you can start dancing with it and playing with it. Yeah. And the more play and fun, the more internal work I've done, Lisa, the more I've realized I just want to spend my day dancing, laughing, and singing. And then nothing is work because you just get to bring that same energy to everything that you do. Yes to that. Absolutely yes to that. To real, yes, yes. I'm not going to re-say it. You just stated it really awesomely. You know, I wanted to ask you about when I was digging around things that you've done, I wanted to hear about this because it is so just awesome. You've built two schools to date, Mm -hmm. one in Nepal and one in Senegal. Can you talk to us about that? Yeah, it it was a miraculous story, actually. It was probably around 2009. I read a book called Half the Sky by Nicholas Kristof and his wife. And the person I was dating at the time and with, I was crying myself to sleep every night as I read that book. And he said, well, why don't we just build schools? Like, what's this about? And I said, well, women hold up half the sky. And the only way to help is to build schools in other countries. Because if you educate the boys and the girls in equal numbers around the world, that's how we're going to make a difference on the planet. So this person at the time inspired me to go out and to look into building a school. And I went to Cambodia in 2012. One of my dear friends had uh, built his first school out there with his wife. And I got to Cambodia, though, Lisa, and it costs 30000 about to build a school. And the World Bank matches it and helps. And I didn't trust the money was going to go to the kids. And so then I just got heartbroken. And I mm. gave up on my dream for about five or six years, I think it was, until one day I was in a thought leadership class up in Monterey. And we were in a breakout session. And the topic was, what matters to you. And the guy sitting next to me, young kid looks at me and says, well, what matters to you? And I said, without missing a beat, building schools. He said, said, what are you doing about it? I said, I gave up on my dream. He said, not anymore. You're going to stand up when the next opportunity to share comes up and you're going to share this with the class. And so I had no idea what that would look like. I stood up and I said, you know, what matters to me is building schools. Mm -hmm. And I gave up on this dream. And a woman stands up across the room and she says, Jennifer, call Skylar on Monday at Build On. You'll have a connection to build a school. And ever since then, I've been collaborating and building with buildon.org. And they are fabulous. It's just changed my life for the better. Getting to be in the villages with the villagers and to get to know them and to learn about what it's like. It's just such a humbling and profound experience. And what a beautiful legacy for these children and communities that will live on. Mm, It's more than words can speak, honestly, Lisa. It's so humbling. (laughs) These kids are getting an education, which is key to changing their lives. Yeah, what's really incredible, what I love about Build On in particular is a couple of things. One, the schools that they build for primary uh, school children they actually also offer adult literary classes for a lot of the uh, mothers and fathers in the evenings after they're done farming or working in the village. And so I love that they do that. And then I also love that Build On does a lot of work in the United States. So in inner city school areas where they get uh, kids to 96% graduation rates, wow. and then the children who go through the programs go on to mentor other children. It's just such a beautiful organization. I can't say enough good things about them. 
That's beautiful. I'm so glad I found this out about you to ask because this is awesome. I want to do some more research on buildon.org. Yeah, they, they are incredible. We're in the process. I think we might be doing a big fundraiser coming up here soon in LA. I have to check with Maurice on that. If you want, I can actually share with you a beautiful story about that from yeah. the founder of Buildon. So the first time I ever met Jim, who's the founder of Buildon, he was at kind of this fireside dinner that we were doing in Los Angeles. And he shares the story about uh, the, when he recently went back to Nepal to where they built their first school. So he goes and he gives a speech at the inaugural school where they had first built. And now there were post-secondary schools and other schools that have been built there. And yet there was this one man who was kind of crouched and hunched outside the door and wasn't coming in for the talk. And so he was trying to invite him in and say, come in, come in. But the gentleman was just very shy and shook his head and said no. And so afterwards, Jim approached him and he said, sir, uh, do you mind? Did you, did you help build the first school? And the gentleman just kind of nodded his head and he said, well, well, sir, um, you know, tell me about it. Uh, how often were you here? How much did you help build? And he said, well, you see, sir, I, I could only help build once every 11 days. And Jim looked at him because it's like a 90 day process that the whole village comes together to build. And he says, oh, OK, so tell me, sir, why was it only once every 11 days? And he said, Lisa, because I was a slave. And I only got one day off every 11 days. But you see, I had four kids and the youngest ch uh, child, I believe, had cerebral palsy. And I knew that he would die if we didn't give him a future. And so that child who was his youngest child, this man's youngest child, went on to not only graduate from the school that they built, went to other villages, to the other schools. And faked his way into Kathmandu. He couldn't go to school because he didn't have the money, but he went into Kathmandu University and audited the classes and got straight A's and now runs one of the biggest banks in India. Okay, that's amazing. That like brings up tears of like, oh my gosh, like amaze amazement. Yeah, but we just don't know. Like, imagine, I feel so lucky. Here I was, you know, grew up in Southern California and I remember skipping school, you know, and <laughs> taking yeah it and be like oh you can't make me and we don't realize what a privilege and honor it is to have access to education because that's yeah. what gives us the power to choose when you have information from that place you can choose I know that was one of the biggest values instilled in me when I shared a bit earlier my dad coming from Pakistan oh, yeah. growing up in poverty in a village with no electricity or running water and in a tent and his clothing, his mother sewed his clothing from scrap mm. tent pieces. And he just somehow knew as a young person, like, if I don't get an education, I'm never going to get out of this. And it, mm. you know, at such a young age propelled him to walk to that train station and study only the under the only electric bulb a mile away and get in med school and, you know, bring his family here and teach us the important of importance of education. And I know when I would sk skip school and get caught, he'd just be so angry. And it's because, I mean, here in America, I just didn't have the awareness of what, you know, what it comes to, like in these, in these countries where education just isn't available. And I can understand now why he was so angry because my flippant, you know, just disregard compared to his, you know, like taking everything out of him to become educated. It's like, oh my gosh, the contrast. Mm. Yeah. I, I mean, there was another story at a build on event I was at recently about immigrants from Mexico who are just trying like literally life and death scenarios 
this man just trying to get his son across the border to get him an education. And it gives you compassion and empathy. You know, we just never know other people's stories and what people are going through. Like your dad's story was so inspiring. I mean, what an incredible man your father must be. Thank you. He is. He is. Jennifer, what, you know, in coming to the, the end of our time together, I'm curious, what is something coming up that you're excited about, about doing, creating, experiencing, and, um, you know, just kind of what's on the horizon to share? Mm, thank you. Well, my other passion project, I'm so grateful. We just finished recording when I was out in LA. As I mentioned, uh, my colleague, Arthur Samuel Joseph, who trained Tony Robbins and Dwayne Wade and the commissioner of the NFL, he and I have been co-collaborating on a project called Achieve, Reclaim, and Command Your Destiny. And so the first version of the project is now live on his website, vocalawareness.com forward slash yes. And again, it's called Achieve, Reclaim, and Command Your Destiny, where we take you through 11 modules of what does it take? How does a superstar like Dwayne Wade or Tony Robbins get to where they are in life? Mm-hmm. And we teach you the power of voice and communication. And what's really exciting is that we just finished recording and we're in the editing phase now of a special series that's more pieces, like little one to two minute videos. And it's yeah. called 28 Days to Command Your Destiny. So that's going to be being launched here in the next few months. And I'm just so privileged and honored. And I I also just recorded a new show with Deepak Chopra. So the new show that I have with Deepak and Don Hoffman is going to be coming out soon called What is Real? Really? The New Frontier of Consciousness. So that'll be live on Awake TV in the next few months as well. Okay, that's exciting. I loved the conversation I saw that you have out already speaking to both of those gentlemen. It was really awesome. Yeah, we did. Uh, Deepak and I, I think have done about 16 episodes together, including a special with Bruce Lipton that we did last year. So if you Google my name and Deepak's name or my uh, Deepak and Bruce's name, all of that will pull up on YouTube's uh, Deepak's YouTube channels as well as Awake. Okay, I'm going to say, how does it get any better than this? How does it Oh, Jennifer, thank you for taking your time with us today. My pleasure, Lisa, and thank you for the work you're doing, and thank you to all the incredible therapists out there and to your sponsors. As somebody who struggled myself with different parts of my life with depression and suicidal ideations and drug abuse when I was younger, I would have never gotten to where I am today if it weren't for the incredible therapists like you and like the sponsors of your platform. So thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. Same with myself. I started therapy at 21 and definitely had a lot of healing to do from abuse, trauma, addiction. And I'm so happy to be here doing this with you. (laughs) What a gift, my friend. Well, I'm so grateful the universe brought us together. Me too. And just lastly, where's the best place for listeners and viewers to find and connect with you? Uh, probably the easiest place to connect with me would be if you go to metabizics, M-E-T-A-B-I-Z-I-C-S dot com. And if you go ahead and join our newsletter, there's a place there and that has a lot of our upcoming events. It has an episode with Deepak as well as the information on vocal awareness and Om Heals, among other things. So there's a lot of great details and information on that website. That's awesome. Thank you, Jennifer. I look forward to collaborations in the future. Thank you, Lisa. Have a beautiful rest of your week. Thank you. You as well. Bye-bye. Okay, y'all. That concludes my time today with Jennifer Hill. As she said, go to metabizics, B-I-Z-I-C-S dot com to reach out and connect with her. 
To connect with me, I invite you to visit my website. It's nolatherapy.com, N-O-L-A-T-H-E-R-A-P-Y.com. Find me at Nola Therapy on Instagram, on Facebook, on YouTube. Let's connect and go rate and review All Things Therapy Podcast on iTunes or wherever else you listen. All of my love, and I'll be with you next week. You're listening to All Things Therapy with Lisa Tyler.